This is Shalina Zadorsky, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. start recording button and i think that means that we're recording i see it It looks like it's recording over here it looks like it's recording over here all right spare family this is a follow your spirit i uh here with my co-host uh jordan small i'm timothy lawson of course jordan thank thank you so much for joining me thanks for having me the uh jordan and i are using a new software because my other software seemed to randomly choose jordan for times that it wasn't going to work properly (laughs) Uh, and so to to not waste Jordan's time, I decided to uh, try out a more reliable software. Um, Jordan, the first thing I want to I want to say uh, let's, I want to talk about uh, Spirit Small Talk uh, that you put out the earlier this week. Um, instead of game recap, you did a couple mid season awards. Yeah, I was just um, fed up with the game, so. Yeah, no, I get it. I when when I saw that you had put out a spirit small talk, I was like, what What did she have to say? And then I saw that, it, <laughs> then I saw that she went for a, a different route, which I think was smart. Um, rookie of the year, you have uh, Doherty Howard. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I don't. Th- I think we mentioned this. I think the last time, or no, we mentioned this in the podcast that didn't end up going out because of the software. Um, that it seemed like in the game. Uh, not Houston, the one before that, where we hosted, um, where is it? Orlando. Orlando, there we go, thank you. When we horse, uh, hosted Orlando, it seemed like it finally clicked for everybody at how valuable she really is. Yeah, and I think that it, I mentioned that it's, if, as a defensive midfielder, you're going unnoticed, that's almost like the best way for it to happen because that means you're doing your job correctly and you're not making any mistakes. And now they're starting to see her upside on the offensive side of the ball. And just talking about her passing uh, against Orlando was incredible. So um, I think that it's nice that she's finally getting some recognition that she definitely deserves. Uh, and the other one, uh, would you, you had MVP, and of course this is applying just to the spirit. This is midseason. Uh, Estelle Johnson. I don't think anybody's really going to argue with you there. No, I, I did. I had to put two for this one just because you know, like there, you can't argue with LeBay or Johnson, and no. I think both proved on uh, on su- or Saturday why they deserve to be there and. You know, if you told me at the beginning of the year that Estelle Johnson would be one of the top players on this team this year, I would have thought you were crazy. And that's no disrespect to Estelle, but just with all the talent, yeah. I just that wouldn't have come to mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I think um, why that's so fitting to have both of them in that conversation is there's plenty of there's plenty of situations where Estelle is getting a getting. Um, the spirit out of a bad situation, and then there's times where when it still can't LeBay is, um, and so um, they, yeah, they're they're both amazing players. Um, since we're talking about those two, uh, LeBay shirts have been ordered. Yeah, they, they've been sent to the printers, and so hopefully, uh, those of you that have pre-ordered the LeBay one, uh, I'm hoping to have them in my custody by the end of next week, and I will promptly start shipping them out to those that. Uh, have placed pre-orders. 
Uh, and then when all that's said and done, when the uh, when all of the LeBay craziness on that shirt uh, is over, and when I mean craziness, once they fulfill all the pre-orders and make sure that everybody gets a chance to order their shirt and the dust is settled, um, the people demanded an Estelle Johnson t-shirt, <laughs> and Estelle has has noticed, and she's interested. So um, I, orig- I said before going into the LeBay shirt that LeBay would be the last one of the season, and then I would consider an- another player next season, but... Uh, I've been, there's a good chance we at least do a pre-order only option for the Estelle shirt. Um, so there will, there's a good chance there will be a opportunity before the end of this season to order a shirt, um, probably supporting Estelle Johnson. Uh, yeah. So be excited about that game at Houston. Um, look, we can't finish. I mean, that's, that's, that's the theme. It is the the punctuation mark on this season and it it has never been so apparent than when they were in Houston and just could not look every time they got into the opposition half I felt like they could have scored I had like every single time I was like here it comes this is like they know what they're doing it's clear that they're trying to exit you can you can see them trying to execute a game plan they're working together but they just can't finish and by like the 85th minute, you're like, anytime now. Like, <laughs> like we need like finish a ball, and um, it's just it's just not there. And it's so frustrating because, like I said, there's so much talent on this team, and I felt it even as even in the middle of the game when the fan frustration and the media frustration was coming through on Twitter sort of criticizing the spirit I really actually wasn't even paying attention to that because like whatever like they're getting they're getting unlucky like I thought that's what I thought I thought they were just getting unlucky in the first half I'm like sooner or later one of these has to go through and it's, they just weren't um what what are your thoughts on on that on the fact on the spirits inability to finish on what has seemed to be so many opportunities. Yeah, and it, it's crazy. I think a lot of it has to do with they were just shooting shooting it right at Jane Campbell so many times. Yeah. And you're at this level where goalkeepers are not going to let the ball go through your legs or their legs. Yeah. So you're going to have to make them work if if you want to score in this league. And it just seemed like there was nothing special about their their um, build-up. It just kind of seemed like it was, you know, simple pass, simple pass, shoot right on goal. And they were kind of just lacking the, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to put this, lacking not necessarily effort, but just that drive to... <laughs> Yeah, that oomph. Good. Yeah. That was a good, good one. Thank uh, you. To to kind of get that 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 first goal and then the tying goal, and you know, of course, it would be a a defender scoring her first ever NWSL goal to get them on the score sheet. Like that was yeah. the kind of goal that they were going to end up having, and you know, it's it's kind of been the way the season has gone. They yeah. they're playing. It seems like they can't buy a goal against teams that they should be beating by five goals, 
and they're finding ways to score these lucky goals or getting those lucky bounces against top three, top four teams. And that's what's so incredibly frustrating about this season is like they should be beating these bottom teams and they shouldn't be a bottom team, but somehow they're still losing to them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, you know, the, the standings are what they are. But look, I don't think that the spirit, I don't think uh, going up all the way up, all the way up to sixth place, which is Orlando, I don't think any team all the way up to Orlando are any better than the spirit. Kansas, I don't, I definitely don't think Kansas City's no. better than the spirit, objectively better. I don't think the, I don't think Boston's objectively better. I don't think Houston is. And I think the spirit are at least as good as Orlando, even with Orlando playing as well as they are right now. I think the, I think the spirit have the talent, uh, and have the ability to play on that level. You start getting into Seattle, Portland, four and five. That's where you go into those games knowing that the spirit are the underdogs, but there's no reason that playing anybody on the bottom half of this table uh, is a, a, a game that you can't come away with three points with and that the spirit can't outplay. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, what's what's frustrating. They, once again, are, are just kind of sitting there. and We don't know how the season, like, there's no really way to describe this season because each game is completely different. And you just never know what you're going to get out of this team. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's look at uh, let's look at uh, let's look at a couple numbers that sort of tell this story a little bit. Um, and it's uh, look, it's not fun. Um, I mean, you look at Campbell, right? Campbell uh, is a you know she's a good goalkeeper, but. Uh, look, half the shots that were being thrown her way, I could have stopped. And that's not, be, that's not uh, an insult to anybody. That's not me pounding my chest. I just I watched that goal happen. I was like, I, I feel like I could have tracked that ball and stopped it. Yeah. Uh, and mostly, and like you said, not because of any – because it, a lot of them literally rolled right up to her. Like it was a ground ball to a shortstop that just scoops it up and that's it. Right, and what I think my my – kind of goalkeeper expertise on that goal. Um, I really think that she thought she was gonna, gonna cross it. Like who, why would you think that Estelle was gonna take that shot? And so it just caught her leaning, trying to cheat a little towards the, the cross and she got beat. Yeah. Look, that's, that's another thing. I don't feel like the spirit, I feel like aren't surprising their opponent no you know they're not and and you know i don't know what to what extent you can surprise your opponent but like you said i don't campbell probably wasn't expecting a shot and that's one of the reasons why and that gave that goal a better opportunity of going in um what um shalina rocketed one that (laughs) had it been a you know a foot lower would have been would have been it yeah uh Maybe enough. It was about it. It it, did, it cleared by very little, right? I mean, it. it um, Campbell saved it, it. She palmed it over the bar. Did she palm it? Okay, oh. I thought it went over. Okay, well there you go. Um, that's that is one where Campbell had to put in. I think more opportunities like that, especially now where you know looking at the 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 you know coming 
the spear. We'll watch. We'll get to that. Uh, but I think this. I think the spear could could really. Uh, you know, they need to keep. They need to have their opponent unsure or uh, you know surprised. And I think the Shalina shot is uh, and Estelle's goal are, are great examples. Um, Campbell has a seventy five percent save percentage. Uh, Bledsoe, who uh, we drew against, has a seventy-two percent um, save percentage. Uh, LeBay in this mix has a seventy-three percent save percentage. So we're not talking about goalkeepers sitting in goal that are any better than us, right? Like we're not talking right. we're not talking about the Franches uh, uh, or the Rollins, uh, you know, of the um, uh, of the league. We're talking about. Goalkeepers that we should be able to score against uh, with enough opportunities. Um, the Spirit are an accurate shooting team. Now, some of that's because the, a lot of the shots they are taking are, are going sort of, uh, you know, close to the goalkeeper. And so, uh, but we're second in the league uh, at 53.2% shot on goal accuracy, which means the shots we're taking, uh, if no one was standing there, would go in, right? And I think, uh, you know, you need to be an accurate team uh, to be a successful team. But you go back uh, the other way. Where did that? I had it written down. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There we go. If you look at the shot attempt list by players uh, on a top 20 list, North Carolina has five players on that list. Five. <laughs> the, out of the top 20 shot volume player, uh, players in the league, North Carolina owns 25% of, uh, of that. And I think, and I, did, I forgot to write it down, they're not up there. I think they're actually closer to the bottom, if not last, on shot on goal accuracy. Um, oh, here we go. They're second to last, 45%. Um, so, you know, 45%, 53%, you know, over the long term, you would expect the spirit to be more successful. But without the right volume of shots, without more shots, uh, I wish someone, I wish expected goals was a, a stat that, that someone was more accurately keeping inside uh, the NWSL because I think that would tell a much better story. Um, anyways, looking ahead, um, actually before that, look, the defense is good, um, but I don't know. Maybe you can help me understand this. When we're playing, and I see the spirit approach a organized back line yeah. where everybody's gotten back. I feel like when the spirit are approaching, I see the back, the opponent's back line, and think, "Ooh, that's going to be difficult to get through." And there's many times where I see the spirit give all all the way back, and I'm thinking, "That's I I, I don't know I don't I don't feel like it's the the def, the 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 way the players are organized are making it more difficult uh, for the offense." I don't know. I don't know. I'm still learning the strategy of of a defense in the back line. Maybe you can help me understand that better. Yeah, I think. Um... I think that's kind of what, why we've seen a little bit more out of um, Steph LeBay this year. I don't think that they are necessarily a cohesive unit 100% of the time. And that's the biggest thing for them this season. Um, I think that not only has an impact on the defense itself, but that ends up hurting your attack in the end because everybody's having to come back and play and help out on defense, and that makes it harder to spring your attack. And in in games like the Houston game at home, at the Plex, uh, the beginning of June, um, you know some of the wins that they've had this year have been uh, again 
or have been against teams where I feel like they've done a good job um, being a cohesive defense and a cohesive back line. So I think that's the biggest thing for them to work on here because when they start playing like a unit consistently, that makes it a whole lot easier on everybody else on the team because that's one less thing for everybody else to do. Yep. Uh, all right, looking ahead, um, no easy games. No. Um, you know, like we were just talking, you know, the in any league, in any sport, when you're playing teams on the bottom part of the table, on the bottom part of the standings, in the bottom part of the league, that's where you need to pick up points. And the Spirit have been unable to do that, which makes uh, the games in the last, the latter part of the season, which um, ha- include – uh, two games, I believe, against North Carolina. Uh, at least one against uh, Chicago. At least one. Is there a second? No, there's just one. Um, look, Boston has had the Spirits number somehow, some reason. Uh, and that's not going to be an easy game. Sky Blue is you – know, Sam Kerr is playing out of our mind right now. Those yeah. aren't going to be easy games. Seattle's not obviously not going to be easy going into Portland, going into Orlando. Um, look – it's it's been a season of parody. Every team looks like they could beat another team, um, but you know the teams that were that would be more that be considered more beatable are behind the spirit. And so, um, if they if they want to peak, if they want to show contention for the playoffs, come towards the end of the the season. Uh, look, I think they need to pick up at least seven points in the next three games. Yeah. I don't think they cannot lose a game on the road. Uh, over the next three games and expect to be able to contend and and I, I would not I would not be surprised if if they lose and it not draws fine if they lose any of these next three games I imagine the next game you're gonna see we're gonna see the one of the most poor outings from the spirit we've seen all season I think that one more loss I think is finally gonna do in this team on motivation um not that you're going to see them like walking around and not hustling, but I think the we can still do this approach and mentality that I feel like we see from so many players still weak, and that's what's inspiring about this team. They go into Houston on the bottom of the table and like, holy smokes, this is a team that's really trying. Like this team still believes that they have a chance, um, but they just can't make make it happen. I think they need seven points uh, on the road at, in the next three games. What do you think? Yeah, I think that. Anything less than five would just yeah. be kind of, I mean, at, we've reached the point where the playoffs are n- not, like, feasible at this point. But I think if they don't make five points out of this this, this last trip here, um, yeah, it's not it's not looking too good. And yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if, at that point, you start to see changes in staff, maybe. Sure. Um, I mean, you have to think, like, yes, Jim did a great job last year, but is he on the hot seat going into these next few games? I mean, does he get to ride out the season? That'll be an interesting thing to look at. And, hey, I mean, these, these players are starting to fight for their jobs for next season. That's what yeah. That's what we've reached at this point. And Yeah. People you're going to I think that it's going to really show what this team's made of um in the next 
month if they kind of roll over and die for lack of a better term um it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how many come back next year and you know at this point do you start tanking for for the number one draft pick so i think there's a yeah. lot to a lot to consider over the next few weeks here uh yeah looking at um you know is it is it even possible and i i don't i haven't updated my math on whether or not they can mathematically contend but uh, i mean just looking at this week uh the two teams ahead of us kansas city and boston um Boston in eighth, only two points ahead of us. Those two teams, um, you know, Boston ha- is going into a Houston team that still feels like they can contend uh, and are playing well. And then Kansas City has to go into North Car- or Kansas City's hosting North Carolina. Um, and obviously that's not going to be an easy game. And I can't imagine North Carolina not winning that game. So, you know, right there, there's a good chance that this week, if somehow the spirit managed to upset Portland, uh, should that happen, the spirit are, are now in eighth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and all of a sudden they don't, and all of a sudden, you know, that, that start change, changes the tone a little bit. Uh, then you work into the next week, uh, going into, uh, New Jersey. If they come away with a point there that keeps them probably in eighth. And then depending on how Orlando does the next couple of weeks, you know, uh, a win there could, um, could put them back in seventh, uh, probably seventh. Um, and then, you know, then it's, they're back in it. You know, they're, they're back into, uh, into it being a, you know, a really cool Disney sports story where they, you know, the, the season looked like it was, uh, washed and they came back in the last, in the nick of time to, uh, to contend. But look, I'm an overly optimistic sports fan, uh, when it comes to my teams, I've been very spoiled with the Seattle Seahawks just being just good for the past uh, how many ever years. Um, but in, I never I never feel like my team is out of it unless until I look at the math and realize, yep, they're definitely out of it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, no easy games. Seven points I think they need to contend. Uh, look, if all of that goes to crap, Jordan, and, and none of this happens, the Spirit lose, uh, you know, more games than they win moving forward – Look, this is. I don't. I really hope that what I what I hope is happening is I hope that the chemistry on the practice field and the chemistry in the locker room is a good one, and I hope that that's melding. I hope that it's improving uh, because this is a good team, and I don't think Jim Gabera's job will be in question because he dealt with some unexpected injuries after an offseason that had a lot of turnover um, with, you know, you can say, yeah, they brought back Benini and Pew. Well, like it takes time to get back into rhythm. Pew needs development in this league. Um, if even if Pew were to leave in the offseason and be like, you know what? I, I, I just, I want to go to, you know, the West coast and play over there. Um, look, if, if the spirit have limited turnover in the off season, I think, uh, you know, they're not going to be this, the team of last year, maybe, but I think they're, they go back to being a team that's, uh, that's competitive in every game. And in the, the team that we thought we were going to see in the past few weeks with the, the potent goal scoring and the, uh, and, you know, finishing. And I think we see that finally next season. So, um, any good sports fan will tell you, uh, you know, 
good teams take time to develop. Uh, and I think that we are seeing the next wave of a good team, uh, barring, you know, turnover. Um, yeah. Commissioner. No commissioner in 139 days. Yes. Um, look, I don't know how to feel about this other than I think it's silly that there's no commissioner. Yeah. I think it's silly um, that you have a league that you want to grow, develop, and have the American audience take more seriously, uh, but you can't, you, you can't appoint a, co- a, a competent leader, a, 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 an impressive – I've seen a couple names get thrown around. When I think when it was first – I can't remember who – whose name got brought up um but like when uh when jeff plush resigned within a week there's i saw a bunch of people saying uh Amanda Duffy. Name. there we go duffy um say like you know you know is she a shoo-in why isn't she a shoo-in um she's pretty much the figurehead as of right now so i don't yeah. know why they don't just give her the position but yeah <laughs> uh yeah but that's <laughs> That's another story. Uh, all right. A few more numbers that I want to look at to, to help tell a little bit more of the story. Um, passing accuracy, 69% bottom of the league. Yeah. Corner kick accuracy. Ugh. Successful corner kicks, 17%. Yeah, they're pretty bad at that. 17%. I don't think I need to tell anybody that that is the bottom of the league. And it's by a lot. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't write down who, who, uh, seven was, but they're like at least in the high twenties, I think. Um, they've taken 62 corners, which is also the bottom of the league. So getting those opportunities are limited and they are doing nothing with them. Um, the short, uh, the short corners they tried taking against Houston, none of them worked. No. Um, yeah, what's. What, what, what are we missing here? What's, what's not happening? Um, well, the primary issue, I think, is that they are very short compared to the mm. teams that they're facing. I mean, short. you have Salon and maybe Mewis sometimes, Tori, I guess. But, like, if you look at the lineup consistently... Benini, Pew, um, Franny's not the tallest, um, Maggie. Yeah, sure. Wick can jump, but, I mean, they're, they lack height, and yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it when you look at teams like North Carolina, who I know are one of, if not the top team in corner kicks, both in volume at 90. So I miss, I misspoke. 62 actually is not the bottom of the league. That actually puts them in the middle of the pack. Um, but 70, 17% is the bottom of the league. The next one up, closer than I remembered, it's 21% with Orlando, um, another team that I think has uh, vertical challenges. Um, but yeah, 63% success rate for North Carolina. That is 23% more than the next, next team, They're which is Houston. They're so good at it. But I mean, like when you're looking at it, you have Jess McDonald as a target yeah. for a header. Like, you're going to – I mean, mean that's like up. Abby Wambach being on the end of your corners. Like, it's it's pretty certain that you're going to have a good shot at getting that in. Yeah. Um, and then looking at, um, looking at the next set of games, and I should have brought this up when we were looking ahead. Um, 
halves in which goals are being scored. Portland scored nine in the first and eight in the second. New Jersey has scored eight in the first half, 16 in the second half, which... 16, um, probably at least 10 or 12 of those have happened in 75th plus minute. Like, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> um, Orlando, 10 in the first, 13 in the second. Washington, Eight in the first, eight in the second. Uh, and then conceded, conceded goals. Portland has conceded seven in the first, five in the second. New Jersey has conceded 15 in the first, eight in the second. And uh, if you've been following their storyline, that makes perfect sense, right? They've gotten down early and they've come back to win late. Um, Orlando has conceded eight in the first, 13 in the second. And Washington um, almost perfectly balanced again with 10 in the first, 12 in the second. Um Look, what the, if you when you look at Washington, what does that mean? That means they've been real, kind of they've been the same team from front to back. Yeah. Um, you know they they for the most part of this season um, they have de- they've developed opportunities equally in the first and second, and they've given up opportunities equally in the in the first or second. And so um, I don't know what that means. Uh, you know I don't know what. If you would hope that your starters can conjure more in the first, or if you re- if you reconsider what substitutions you're making and try to get up get more uh, in the second, but um, the the stats we mentioned earlier with uh, the 17% conversion rate on corners and only 69 uh, successful pass rate, um, the Spirit just aren't holding the ball enough, and they're not uh, they're not developing set opportunities the way they should be, and they're not finishing uh, open play opportunities when they're there. That's that's yeah. the yeah that's the the summary that's I'm yeah. I'm gonna guess from uh, from Jordan's silence that uh, <laughs> it's just sad uh, yeah it is sad um, all that to say though uh, I'm still not I'm still not done I'm still not done hoping yes uh, and that's because what was it last week or two weeks ago I don't think I put this clip out um, I talked to Tori uh, and. Um, I was like, look, at the beginning of the season, you know, there was problems, but you said you didn't even want to be, pe- you didn't, there's no, you didn't want to be peaking then. Um, do you feel like you're getting close to peaking now? And she was like, no, we, we, we clearly have things we need to work on. Um, and, and, you know, and this was when they were clearly playing better and getting points. Um, and, um, you know, I, I feel like this team is still attempting to peak and who knows, um, you know, like we said, this, this road trip is when they needed to be. Uh, it's unfortunate they dropped points in Houston, but, um, you know, if they can still manage to get at least five, poss- you know, if they really get crazy and get seven, uh, they're back in the conversation, I think. Um, no one no one believes that. I don't expect anybody in the league to, to expect the Spirit to be a competitor. But as a Spirit fan and as someone that covers a team and, and someone who uh, is constantly evaluating this team, I, I still see a contending team in them. Um, but they're literally one or two games away from that no longer being a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Um, we still have weeks away before we are back together uh, watching soccer uh, at the Plex. So um, let's let's talk. Let's finish with uh, what we think is going to happen in Portland. Uh, I'm going to cop out and say it's going to. I'm going to say it's a one-one draw. Um, and honestly, I think the only way the Spirit come away with this is if they get awarded a PK. Yeah. I mean, it's look, and that's and that's not even 
I know that we've been pretty down on the spirit this uh, this episode. Like, well, uh, I thought you had hopes for them. Look, uh, French is just dominant right now. Uh, that defense is not letting a lot of shots go through. Period. Yeah, France um, so, doesn't have a whole lot to do, and that's a good thing if you're a Portland fan. Yep, France doesn't have a lot to do, and when she does, she does it well. Yeah. Um, and those two things is what's is what makes Portland a great team. Um, look, if you took, I think it's sky blue in Portland in the end. Um, yeah. I think I think sky blue is going to continue to. I think Sam Kerr is giving them, uh, not. It looks like Sam Kerr is carrying them, uh, carrying them on her back, which you know she is uh, <laughs> over some wins. But I think it's been enough to put some confidence back in them, and it's enough to get some time to figure it out. And um, look, I think Portland's defense is uh, can shut with the right game plan can shut down either Chicago or North Carolina. Um, I think Sky Blue edges out Chicago. Uh, for I mean, this is early talk, but um, you know, I, I think that I think that the top four we see now very easily could be the, be the playoff teams we see uh, in the end uh, hold a Seattle um, uh, come around because Rapino also playing out of her mind right now. So, um, a lot of good soccer being played. Absolutely. But that's that was the point of what it, and uh, and uh, the point of all that. I'm not obviously not trying to speculate on one of things happening in the playoffs at this point. I'm just uh, having fun as a soccer fan, thinking about the the scenarios that it could be and um, and how much like the playoffs are going to bring great great soccer. Uh, whoever the set's going to be. Uh, all right, Jordan. I said one one with a with a PK possibility for a win. What do you think? Oh man, I hope that they win this because. I, I'm going a long way to watch this, and I really <laughs> just need. That's right. I forgot you were going. I just need. I need them to win, but um, I think it's going to be a two to nothing loss. Mm, okay. All Not, right. They don't play well in Portland, so they don't. But the. I'm optimistic because coming off the heels of a tough-fought game in Chicago, which definitely had them uh, disappointed they didn't come with three points, they came home to Portland and won. Yeah. Um, and so they they know they at least have some evidence on how to play Portland. Yes. Um, if they can mimic that. And Portland did not have to defend uh, Benini. That's true. Um, and did not have to defend the Benini Pew combination, which I think uh, is is slowly going to become uh, a lethal threat. Yeah. So um, I think that's where I think the one goal can come from is something that they either score themselves or help create. And like I said, I think the the second goal has to be just luck, own goal, PK. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Shalina lobbing one from midfield and getting it over French. Like, I don't – something like that. A LeBay header off a corner in the 90th minute to win it. Yeah, something like that. Hey, goalkeeper – the one goal by a goalkeeper in the uh, NWSL did come from a Portland Thorn in Portland, so. Yeah, well, how about this? How about it being – how about LeBay not coming up to help uh, the Spirit in those last yes. couple of minutes? That's a um, Yeah. 
I mean, and, and she has the height they need, right? Yeah. In, the, in that situation. So, um, yeah, I think may, possibly a missed opportunity there. Who knows? Okay, we're getting to the point where we're just dragging it out. Uh, Jordan, always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I'm hoping for three points, um, but, uh, you know, whatever. We, we, we can only hope. And we'll be back next week uh, to preview the NJ game. Yes.